It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. For more than two decades, companies have hoped to export Sitka's water and market it globally, but so far none of those efforts have come to fruition. As KCAW's Aaron McKinstry reports, that's part of the reason a new contract for exporting bulk raw water elicited strong skepticism from assembly members at Tuesday's meeting. It isn't the first time the owner of Arctic Blue Waters Alaska, Fred Paley, has held a contract with the city. The company's last contract ended after he failed to make a required $90,000 payment. Mayor Steven Eisenbeis worried that this time wouldn't be any different. It seems to be a, a bad business partner to me. Um, when someone comes and requests another 20-year lease for our assets and they haven't even complied with the terms of their last two, uh, I, I tend to wonder why we, we continue with this um, apparently for the last 20 years now. The length of the lease was also a concern for several assembly members who worried about how much could change in the next 20 years and cited water as a valuable commodity. Member Kevin Knox expressed uncertainty about how climate change could impact Sitka's water supply. Climate models and other other things like that um, just aren't as accurate as we would probably like them to be. And looking at it today, it looks maybe rosy, but 20 years from now, it might be catastrophic. And we just, we can't tell. That part of it, to me, feels a little scary. The agreement ensures that municipal water uses retain first right and priority of the water, said municipal attorney Brian Hansen. Our electrical needs get served first, and uh, we can stop the taking of water under any circumstances if it affects our ability to provide hydroelectric power. State permits allow Sitka to export approximately 9.5 billion gallons of raw water annually. Currently, the city has one active water purchase agreement with Eckert Fine Beverages for around 1% of that total allotment. So far, the company hasn't exported any water. This new contract requires Arctic Blue Waters Alaska to make a $10,000 non-refundable payment and export at least 50 million gallons of water within a 60-month period, or the city can terminate the agreement. The city has already made about $1.4 million selling water rights since 2009. Member Tor Christensen, who serves as the liaison for the Gary Paxton Industrial Park, said he didn't have strong feelings but thought it was a low-risk way to cash a few checks. And the way this is written is if, if they start moving a bunch of water, they can continue to have rights. If they don't, they won't. And I, I strongly suspect that... Uh, they're not going to hit that uh, 50 million gallon mark, but if they do, it means we've got a viable operation going. He also worried that if the city doesn't utilize its permits to export water, the state could take them away. Park Executive Director Gary White said he understood the concerns about past failures to follow through, but also reminded assembly members that setting up a water export business in a remote community takes time. Frankly, it's, it's a pretty tough business. It's pretty tough to figure out how to take a really heavy commodity product and move it from our, our remote location to another spot in the world. I'm not the smartest guy about, about water. There's probably other people that are smarter out there, and I would like to allow them to have the ability to try. I, I don't have a, as many people 
um, looking at having us do this as I did in the past. Ultimately, the assembly chose to table the decision until their regularly scheduled meeting on March 23rd. That's to allow for additional comment from the public and the Industrial Park Board. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Erin McKinstry. Sitka firefighters responded to -to back-to-back calls near Swan Lake Tuesday evening, but neither proved serious. The first alarm came in at 6 p.m. from the Swan Lake Senior Center. It turned out to be a false alarm. Firefighters checked the building and reset the system. No sooner had crews returned to the fire hall than they were summoned again to the same senior residential complex at 415 Monastery for a stove fire. Residents, however, had the blaze under control by the time firefighters arrived. In a state that's doing well with vaccinations, the community of Sitka is doing very well. More than half of the eligible population has been vaccinated against COVID-19, and that now includes teenagers 16 and over, making Sitka one of the first places in the nation where this has been possible. As KCAW's Catherine Rose reports, Sitka's success is based on the smart management of a dual vaccine supply and a lot of hard work. The vaccine clinic set up at Sitka's Centennial Building looks different from many in the lower 48. No line, no crowds. And did you bring your shot record from the last time? Looks like you did. Patients pop in every few minutes for their appointments, and they don't have to wait very long before a nurse directs them to roll up their sleeve. So after I give you your injection, you'll move to the next room and wait your 15 minutes. Another big difference? Some of the faces are younger, much younger. 17-year-old Bradley Westlock is a senior at Mount Edgecombe High School. He and a group of his classmates just got their second doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, I feel lucky and thankful that I got the shot, hoping that everything will go back to normal once uh, everyone gets vaccinated. Normal for Westlock is attending school in Sitka and being able to travel home over breaks. He's from the Yupik village of Imanuk on the mouth of the Yukon River in western Alaska. He's hoping now that he's vaccinated, traveling home to see his grandparents will be safer. That's, that's why I got it, just to protect them. Westlock and his peers are some of the first teens in the country to receive the vaccine. And it's no accident. It took a lot of work to get here. Young people are people that move through the community quickly. Uh, they have lots of social activities and lots of social contact. Dr. Elliot Brule is the chief medical officer at the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium, or SEARCH. The tribal health provider serves Sitka and many other rural communities in this part of the state. To date, its hospital has administered 3,700 first doses of the vaccine in Sitka, a town of around 8,500 people. Add in the efforts of a second vaccine clinic run by Sitka's local pharmacies, and over 50 percent of eligible Sitkans have received at least one dose. As these vaccines came, we saw it as a moral and ethical imperative that we did not leave vaccines sitting in the freezer. Brule says there are several reasons the hospital's vaccine rollout has been so successful. The first is a robust vaccine allocation. They get two supplies, one from the state and one from the Indian Health Service. And IHS has been extremely efficient across the whole country in getting vaccines out. Search also built an online vaccine registration system from scratch that uses QR codes to streamline the process. Brule says they've put enormous resources toward vaccinating whole communities, Alaska Native people and non-Native residents alike. Elbow grease. You know, attitude makes the difference. 
in life and in work. And in this instance, we said this is our number one priority and we put, you know, we put the muscle behind that. The extra supply and the quick delivery reflect the sovereign relationship between tribes and the federal government. It's a big part of why Alaska is doing so well on the vaccine front. Many indigenous communities in the state have been hit hard by COVID, and there's historical trauma associated with previous epidemics. All of this informs tribal health providers' urgency as they work to get the vaccine out in communities. Since the first vaccine doses arrived in Alaska in December, Search has held around three clinics a week in Sitka and can give around 250 vaccinations in one clinic. Search brought the vaccine to all of the remote communities they serve, by float plane if the weather was good enough to fly, and by boat if it wasn't. Vaccination rates in those communities now range anywhere from 35 to 85 percent. And a couple of weeks ago, when the clinics were no longer saturated with people in the higher risk groups, Search opened vaccine registration up to anyone 16 and older. Teens like Silas Demert. Demert jumped at the opportunity. He's a cross-country runner, and during the summer, he works at a local grocery store. He's looking forward to getting his vaccine. I want it, and it's like nice to have that sense of immunity. But I'm also 16. I'm kind of healthier, so it was... Nice to hear that they're getting it to people that need it more. Honestly, it's thrilling. That's Silas's mom, Emily Dimmert. She's an English teacher at Sitka High School. She got vaccinated earlier this month, but it was when her students started flourishing their vaccine cards that she really breathed a sigh of relief. Honestly, when a couple of my students shared that they were getting the vaccine the other day, I, I just got this spark of joy that was like, yes. Now, we, now we're really going to see some changes, I think. She says teens in her class get the pandemic and they get masking and sanitizing. But social distancing, that's a tough one to grok when you're 16. They say things like, I, I would just want to go back to normal. I mean, I understand we have to have these mitigations and we want to encourage them to do their distancing and mask wearing and all that. But we also have to be realistic. They're just kids. So we're asking them to go against their very nature and that we just shouldn't be too hard on them. Dimmert says she hopes the vaccine will bring her teens at home and in her classroom some of that normal they've been aching for. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. We have a correction to a story that aired yesterday morning about Dr. Gil Truitt and a holiday in his remembrance. The story incorrectly stated that Gil Truitt Day had been celebrated for years. This year marks the second annual Gil Truitt Day. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. This is Mark.